0: Good morning, everyone. How are you all this morning? Great. It's great to see you. Thank you for coming forward this morning. So as Pastor said, I'm going to tell you a story from Galatians chapter 2. How many of you have heard of the name the Apostle Paul? A lot of you guys know who the Apostle Paul is. He did a lot of teaching, a lot of preaching, and a lot of writing and traveling. He had a lot of miles how many of you have heard of Jesus' disciple, Peter? As you know, Peter was very bold to follow Christ. He always had an answer for everything that was Peter. So today, Paul travels to Antioch and notices that Peter is sinning. Peter is even leading other peoples astray by his sin. And what does Paul do? Does Paul sit back and let the sin continue? Does Paul sit back and relax? No. What does Paul do? Paul goes to Peter and says, What are you doing? You're sinning, Peter. You're leading other people astray by your sin. This cannot be. Imagine how Peter felt. I'm sure he was pretty uncomfortable to have Paul... Go right up to him and tell him about his sin in front of everybody. I don't know about you, but if someone confronted me about my sin in front of the, this entire congregation, I would feel pretty terrified and pretty angry if someone did that to me. How do you feel when, when your parents confront you about your sin? Is it a happy time? No. No. We're not, yeah, thank you, thank you. No, we're very, we're, sometimes we're sad, angry, upset as to why our parents would do such a thing. But I'm sure your parents, when they were young, their parents confronted them about their sin too. Sin is everywhere because of our sinful nature. But we have a loving Savior, Jesus, who came to this world and lived among sinners like you and me. Jesus was tempted in every way and didn't sin. Jesus didn't confront our sin and say, I'm not going to forgive you. No. Jesus confronted our sin and told us, I've forgiven that sin and I love you. And Jesus continues to forgive us all the days of our lives because of his perfect life and death and resurrection. And for that, we can be thankful. So when you Are tempted by sin or when you fall into sin, don't worry. Jesus has forgiven you. Don't live your lives in fear that the Lord hasn't forgiven you because that's not true. Jesus loves you and He forgives you. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your death on the cross, which won for us forgiveness from all of our sins. We also thank you for rising from the dead and continuing to watch over us all the days of our lives. Be with us in all aspects of our lives and continue to help us fight against our sinful nature because we know that you are on our side and that you forgive us when we slip up. Bless the rest of our service this morning and bless us as we hear about your word this morning as well. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. The portion of God's Word we will meditate on for a few minutes this morning is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, beginning with verse 15. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So far the word of our God. Let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever been in a situation in your life where someone tells a funny joke about you and at that moment you laugh it off and consider it no big deal? It's all in good natured fun. Then as time passes along, you begin to realize that joke really wasn't that funny. And in fact, it hurt you and made you feel pretty worthless. And now there's a problem. Do I confront this person about their sin or do I let it? it continued to waste away and make me feel bad. And the same is true even in the church. One member sins against another, and now there's a problem. Do I confront this person about their sin? Or do I let the conflict remain unresolved? Unresolved conflict is something that stings It makes you feel pretty bad. It leaves a hole on the inside of you. This is not the church that Christ wants. Christ wants us to be a church that says hard things. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew records for us words from Jesus who instructs us to use the gifts he has given his church and to not be afraid to be a church that says hard things. In the words before Matthew chapter 18, Matthew records Jesus' transfiguration. With Jesus' transfiguration marks the the beginning of the ending stages of Jesus' ministry here on earth. Jesus continues to instruct and encourage his disciples on what to do when he is gone from their presence. Jesus tells his disciples right before the reading for this morning, The parable of the lost sheep. It serves as a fitting summary for what we are studying this morning. Verse 14 is an especially helpful summary. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. Our Father in heaven doesn't want any of his little ones to be lost. He wants all his little ones to be saved and to live in unity with one another. But, even in the church, sin is a problem. Sin happens between fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and relationships are broken and fractured. But when this happens, Jesus gives us instructions on how we can deal with sin. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between the two of you. Yeah, right, Jesus I'm not going to go to this person one-on-one. It's, it's too uncomfortable. It's embarrassing. I think it'd solve a lot of problems if we just let it be unresolved. Besides, you forgive all sins anyway, right, Lord? No harm, no foul, no big deal. And if we don't deal with sin one-on-one, we will find other ways to deal with sin. Yeah, right, Jesus, I'm not going to go to him one-on-one. I'm going to tell everybody about this person's sin against me. Everyone needs to know what he did to me. I need to make him feel more guilty than any other guilty person in the world. I don't need two or three witnesses. My testimony should be enough to convict them. It's fun putting people down. I'll do things my way. Thank you, Jesus. If we let sin go un- unrecognized and unrepentant, we leave that sinner at, eternal, at risk of eternal separation From Jesus. At times, we think that we're pretty good in our lives. We don't need need to point out our sin because we're good people. But Jesus, our loving Savior, came into this world and lived among sinners like you and me. Jesus knew we couldn't save ourselves. There's nothing in us that can He told us. What he didn't tell us that he's going to send us to hell, that he doesn't forgive us and doesn't love us. No. Jesus told us that he forgives us and loves us. And what a blessing that Jesus does forgive us for our sins. And what a blessing that he continues to live in heaven, watching over all our ways. And for that we we say thank you, Jesus, and rejoice in the forgiveness he won for us. Why do we rejoice? Why do we rejoice in this forgiveness that Jesus won for us? Jesus keeps no record of our sin, because if he did, none of us would be able to stand before him. Our just and right judge keeps no record of our sin. He forgives, and he forgets. And what a blessing it is that Not only Jesus forgives our sins, but we have the ability to forgive other people their sins against us. We we forgive and we forget. And what a blessing, too, that our relationship is not only restored with our Heavenly Father in Heaven, but with our brothers and sisters here in the church. With this blessing of forgiveness, the church now can continue to dwell together in unity. There, are, there is no longer any tension or negative feelings. The psalm writer David writes about this beautiful scene in Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It isn't always easy to point out other people's sins, and it definitely isn't any easier to point out our own sin. It's embarrassing. Imagine how Peter felt when Paul confronted him about his sin. When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. And with Peter's sin, he was even leading other people astray, so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. We've all been in Peter's shoes before. We've had our sin pointed out to us. It's uncomfortable, to say the least. Our sin can lead to uncomfortable conversations with those we have offended. And we feel the stinging power of the law as it convicts us of our sin and makes us feel powerless. But as we are confronted by the law, we could take to heart the words from Jesus that he says in verse 19. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. We realize that we are sinners and we recognize our guilt and realize the need we have for our Savior Jesus. And our Savior Jesus is eager to hear our confession of sins and is all too willing to forgive us our sins. And for that, we can say, thank you, Jesus. Our Jesus is great, isn't he? Jesus also gives to his church the ability to not announce forgiveness. If they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Those words that Jesus speaks are written directly to you and me, fellow members in the church. It is an act of love to put an unrepentant sinner outside of our fellowship. Wait a minute, vicar. That seems to be the exact opposite of love. That seems quite hateful. What do you mean put an unrepentant sinner outside of our fellowship? Shouldn't we try everything we can to bring an unrepentant sinner back into our fold? It is not wrong to put an effort into bringing back an unrepentant sinner. But... There comes a time when sin is not recognized and there are no fruits of repentance that we put the sinner outside of our fellowship out of love for that person's soul. And why does Jesus tell us to treat such a one as a tax collector? He could have used any other adjective or description in the world, but he uses tax collector. Tax collectors during this time were not looked on favorably. They cheated many people out of money by their so-called business practices. And the sinner, just like the tax collector, cheats himself out of the forgiveness of sins that Jesus won for him. He lives in his sin and recognizes no need for the church. It is our responsibility as fellow members of the church To put an unrepentant sinner outside of our fellowship. And we pray that through these means, sin is recognized and fruits of repentance come. And when fruits of repentance come, we offer forgiveness. If they listen to you, you have won them over. What a blessing it is that our unrepentant brother recognized sin and realized the need he had for forgiveness. And what a blessing it is that we as a church have that authority to forgive the person their sins. Now, there's no guarantee that these instructions from Jesus will work 100%. Jesus himself tells us this. There's no guarantee that the unrepentant sinner will want to recognize forgiveness. And there's no guarantee that we will bring an unrepentant sinner back into our fold. That's the sad reality of sin. But don't let that distract you from the appointed task. Remember, Jesus wants all of his little ones to be saved. He wants us to use the gift of announcing forgiveness to forgive those sinners who are weighed down by their guilt and shame. And remember that Jesus won for you the forgiveness of sins and give thanks that he continually forgives us, even us. When conflict arises among fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, it's usually never a comfortable time. It may be messy. But don't be afraid to solve that matter privately. Talk to the person about the situation because you are using the gifts that Jesus has given his church to you and to me. And you know with his guidance and instructions, all will work out as Jesus wanted to. So dear brothers and sisters, God be with us as we continue to grow in faith with one another. As we continue to dwell together in unity. And as we continue to live as fellow forgiven followers of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen.